Thanks for listening to the Two Man Scramble, brought to you by Man Cave Sports. My name is Vaughn Small, along with my partner Alec Weeks. Good to be back with y'all. You can follow us on Twitter at mcsports365 or online at www.mcsports365.com. So we got a pretty good art- er, episode for y'all today. We'll be going through several things, starting with the Ryder Cup, mainly the U.S. team, because we have a good article out by Vaughn on our website about the European team. The European team's already been picked, so obviously we'll be focusing more on the U.S. team, and we'll go a little bit more into the FedEx Cup and the Deutsche Bank Championships before we leave you with the BMW Championship. Hope you stick around for our show, and let's roll. Okay, so as Alec just mentioned, go check out my article on our website, www.mcsports365.com. You'll see the European team update, all things you need to know. Actually, it's not, it's not a whole lot about the European team, but just a quick run through and some things you might want to know about them because we're still a few, few weeks away from the Ryder Cup. So let's move on to the American team now. Uh, we'll run through the top eight who are for, for sure in the Ryder Cup as of now. Uh, captain Davis Love still has not picked or made his captain picks yet, but he does have Dustin Johnson, that's for sure. He leads the American in Ryder Cup points. Uh, Jordan Spieth right behind him at number two. Phil Mickelson's at number three. Alec, he's the only Ryder Cup player to not have a win this year. Interesting stat right there, I thought. Patrick Reed comes in at number four. PGA champion Jimmy Walker at number five. Uh, Brooks Kepka, kind of a bit of a surprise for most people. Uh, he rolls in at number six, actually, as far as Ryder Cup points go for the American team. Brant Snedeker, number seven. And Zach Johnson, two-time major champion, at number eight. Alec, what player, A, do you like the most out of this top five? And B, or this top eight, excuse me. And B, uh, who, who surprises you most out of this top eight? Well, obviously, you have to like the top three, headlined by Dustin Spieth and Mickelson. Dustin and Spieth have been playing pretty well lately in the FedEx Cup standings. Um, they've been looking pretty good the last couple tournaments, trying to make a late playoff run as if they can. Mickelson, maybe not so much here and there, but he's still in it. Hasn't been cut yet, so he's still looking to make his playoff run. And a couple of people that really surprised me, you know, I was kind of a little surprised by Snedeker a little bit. Yeah, he hasn't had the best year, but he, he always seems to make that top eight. Uh, another player, Zach Johnson. I know you're a fan of Zach Johnson. He's a good player as well to have on the Ryder Cup team. Yeah, I I really like Zach Johnson and what he brings to the American team. I think he really fits in well with the guys. I think he'll be a good locker room fit, and I think the guys really like him. And I think he has a different game than some of the other players, and so I think he'll fit well with some matchups with Ryder Cups yeah. being some head-to-head. Yeah, and you know what actually surprised me? <laughs> Something that surprised me about Zach Johnson earlier this year was whenever he went to the British Open and tried to defend his title, uh, supposedly he stayed at a house with Jordan Spieth, Ricky Fowler, Justin Thomas. You wouldn't really expect him to be with that crew and kind of be running around with them. So, yeah, I think he is a very good fit for the team, especially this year. And speaking of Ricky Fowler, he's one of the few players who aren't in the top eight right now, so will have to be picked by Davis Love if Davis Love wants to 
choose him. Uh, what are some other players right there who may make the team, Alec? Yeah, so Davis Love's got his three captain's picks, and there's a couple guys, four captain's picks, excuse me. It was uh, Darren Clark that had the three captain's picks. But like I said, Davis Love's got his four captain's picks. There's a couple good guys. It, I mean, it would be a really tough decision to have to do this, but you got Ricky right outside, Bubba, J.B. Holmes, and just a lot of good names. Even you look a little bit farther down the list, and there's there's good names everywhere. I know there's a couple guys you like on that list a little farther down. Yeah, if you want to go a little farther down, a lot of people have been saying Jim Furyk. I believe he is a co-captain, so I'm not sure that's going to work out. But he has been playing very well as of lately. Mr. 58, he did it not too long ago. Uh, Matt Kuchar, <clears throat> excuse me, who got the bronze at the Olympics. And I think he's a very good match play type, Ryder Cup type player. So if you don't, or if there's one player that does make it that that you don't really expect to, I think it will be Matt Kuchar. And as far as my long shot goes, uh, beyond the tw- beyond 20, 20th in the Ryder Cup points, I'm going to go Justin Thomas at 25th. Um, he is 14th in the FedEx Cup standing, so he's been playing very solid all year. And I think, as I mentioned all year, He's a player who I feel like is a little jealous of, you know, the Ricky Fowler, Jordan Spieth type players, his buddies who have already kind of hit the fame, who have already been there. He's missing out. I kind of expect him to make a late run as he has only two tournaments left to do so. And Davis Love reportedly says whoever wins the FedEx Cup playoffs, he's most likely going to take to the Ryder Cup. So if there's not a top, top-tier top player that goes or that wins a FedEx Cup, I like Justin Thomas. Yeah, like you said, looking into who could win the FedEx Cup and get into the Ryder Cup, let's uh, look at how they've been doing in the FedEx Cup recently with the last event being the Deutsche Bank Championship. We have a couple guys from the team that played very well. We've got three guys in the top ten with Jimmy Walker, Patrick Reed, and Dustin Johnson. All of them had very good weekends, and it's really good to see Jimmy Walker do that. He had been struggling a little bit since his PGA, PGA Championship victory, excuse me. And it's good to see him come in with a T3 coming up on the midst of the Ryder Cup before it happens. He, he ended up getting a solo third, Alec. Uh, Patrick Riesland, who got the tie, he tied for fifth uh, following the first place finish last week. Very good follow-up follow uh, after the win, as I just mentioned. Uh, Dustin Johnson, he, he got T8, 68, looks like 68, 66, 75, 66. Uh, that Saturday round is really what only threw him off. And then you go beyond that, Jordan Spieth was the next American. Uh, he finished 21st, shot minus 7, shot 68-68 the first two days and had a bad third round as well. J.B. Holmes, who he's not he's not on the American team yet, <clears throat> but right, right next to him as well was Fowler and Kuchar, who are all three, J.B. Holmes, Ricky Fowler, and Matt Kuchar, all three right on the bubble to make the Ryder Cup team all finished middle of the pack this week at 5-under, 3-under, and 3-under. Yeah, and then outside of that, you've got a couple people that looking to make the team. Obviously, like you said, Justin Thomas earlier missed the cut with a plus 3, and Bubba Watson, who's really right there and really, really trying to play his way onto the Ryder Cup team and into the FedEx Cup Tour Championship. He missed the cut as well at plus 1. Couple other guys on the team, just some unnotable finishes. Zach Johnson at minus one, T57. Same with Jim Furyk. Zach Johnson's obviously already on the team. Jim Furyk trying to make it, and then Brooks Kepka 
one of those guys that I was a little surprised that was on the team, minus one, T57, middle of the pack this week as well. And Phil, Phil, as I mentioned earlier, the only Ryder Cup player to not have a win, plus five. Really struggled on a specific hole, though. Try to hit it out, as Phil, the thrill, usually does. Try to hit it out twice uh, out of a goalie there. Didn't didn't work out. Ended up making an eight, and that really kind of set him backwards. Never, never progressed after that. So he missed a cut at plus five this week. Uh, that, le- that leads us to the updated FedEx Cup standings. Let's look at who got eliminated. Uh, there were six players who were inside the top 70 that unfortunately moved out. A couple guys I want to mention, Jerry Kelly. Uh, as we mentioned, at the Travelers, he was. I, I predicted him to have a good week so he can position himself to play well in the FedEx Cup playoffs, and he did, but uh, just fell short this week, missed the, missed the cut, and barely missed outside that top 70. Uh, another name, Ricky Barnes. You see him at the top of the leaderboards a lot. He was 68, just moved out to 71st. Uh, a couple of players that were right there who didn't tee it up this week, Alex Cheka, who was actually injured, and Danny Willett. He only played nine PGA Tour events that counted towards the FedEx Cup points. He was eliminated without teeing it up this week. I think I think this is almost a good thing for Danny. I think he's preparing for the Ryder Cup. He'll, he'll be healthy for the Ryder Cup. Uh, you know, won't hasn't been traveling much, hasn't been playing much, so I think this is a good thing for him and team Europe. Yeah, you know, I saw Darren Clark say that he really liked to see his European guys playing on the European tour, not the PGA tour as much. And so you see that reflected when Danny Willett's only playing nine FedEx Cup events to acquire FedEx Cup points. Obviously, PGA tour is not really his um, cup of tea, if you will. So he's staying over there in Europe, maybe resting up for the Ryder Cup, getting ready. I don't think he's really that concerned about the FedEx Cup, that that worried about it. You see the same thing with Shane Lowry last week. I mean, those guys just they're not they're not PGA Tour players, if you will. They're more European guys. How how do you think this fits him going into the Ryder Cup? Do you think it's a good idea or a bad idea? Personally, I think it's a good idea uh, if they want to take their fourth straight against the Americans. They have some rookies coming up, uh, coming up and playing this year, so. Uh, he's probably focusing and preparing for that Ryder Cup. Do you like that he's taking this time off? or? Yeah, you know, for me, the time off, I don't think in golf, maybe he needs a little bit of a rest. But for me as a fan, I don't really like it. If I was a European fan, I would like to see him go in with strong form in recent tournaments, kind of like you see Thomas Peters has done recently. But instead of taking time off, I'd rather see him playing well in recent tournaments but if that's what he wants to do we'll obviously see how that works out for him and you know I obviously I don't wish him the best as I'm pulling for America but <laughs> you do kind of wish him the best in his resting okay and a couple more guys who got eliminated uh two guys that we mentioned last week Steve Stricker my favorite and VJ Singh who you thought would play well Alec um they both end up not making the top 70 and as you were talking about earlier, this might be the last time we see VJ Singh in the FedEx Cup playoffs, who was a previous champion in 2008. Yeah, he played a little bit on the PGA Tour this year, but he's just getting really old. And previous um, tour, tour, not tour championship, but FedEx Cup champion. And, you know, it's just, it's going to be sad to see him when he leaves. Obviously, we still be watching him on the Champions Tour, but that's not quite the same to me as watching him play on the PGA. And, it's just going to be sad to see a legend like him go. Okay, and we'll stay in the FedEx Cup playoffs, uh, or particularly this week at the Deutsche Bank Championship. We'll go with the top three biggest moves. 
uh, as far as the points go. Paul Casey was in 59th. He moved all the way up to 10th, 49 spots after coming in second, really choking on the on Sunday. He had that tournament by a good few strokes until Rory came and got it. But Rory uh, ended up jumping up 34 spots with the win. Uh, moves into fourth overall in the FedEx Cup total. And David Hearn, got tickets from him before Alec, actually kind of a friend of mine. He moved from 92nd to 59th. He moved up 33 spots, T8. Um, that, if you look at it, he was outside the top 70, moved way ahead into 59th. He was so. almost outside the top 100. Uh, yeah. He barely got in the week before, so great for him. It'd be really great if you see him make a run that at weight. You would really think back on this tournament and think on that move. One more move I've got, not in the top three biggest moves, but it was just it stood out to me. Jimmy Walker, like we said, he'd been playing bad. He all the way down in 25th. He's fine to stay in the top 30. Came in a good week with a third place finish. I know I said tied for third. It was a solo third. Minus 12. Came in the third, and he moved all the way up from 25th to 9th place in the FedEx Cup standings, which should keep him solidly in that top 30. Right, which also gets him closer to that top five, which we'll speak of now. Again, guys, as we mentioned last podcast, if you're in the top five going into the Tour Championship, which is the last tournament of the FedEx Cup playoffs, if you're inside that top five and you win that tournament, you automatically win the $10 million of the FedEx Cup playoffs. So we'll go through the top five, Alec. Go for it. Yeah, so we'll start off with number five, Adam Scott. He's number fifth. He was fourth last week. He moved down one spot because Rory jumped him. And that's why the top five is so important because you see Rory, who wasn't in the top five, and he hadn't been in the top five. If last week had been the Tour Championship, he didn't have enough points to pass Patrick Reed as the champion. So he would not have been the FedEx Cup champion. That's why it's important to move into the top five. And you see Adam Scott stay right there on the verge. And someone who moved out of the top five, Jordan Spieth, actually, Moved from 5th to 6th due to Rory winning and jumping all the way to 4th. Uh, as I mentioned, Rory in 4th now. Dustin is in 3rd after the T8 finish. Jason Day remains 2nd. And Patrick Reed still remains number 1 going into the 2nd to last tournament of the season. Which is the BMW Championship here at Crooked Stick in Carmel, Indiana. It's a par 72. It's roughly 7,500 yards. One of the longer courses we see. Some notable tournaments we've had there. There's only been one, two, three, four, five turn, uh, PGA or major event tournaments there. That includes the 2012 BMW, the 2009 U.S. Senior Open, uh, 2005 Solheim Cup for the women's, like the Women's Ryder Cup for you, for some of you who don't know, uh, the 93 U.S. Women's, and one of the most favorite PGA Championships ever, 1991, when John Daly was a ninth alternate and came in and end up winning it so a lot of cool history at crooked stick um we'll start out start out with our picks for the bmw here at crooked stick well before we even get there i don't want to but let's mention last week's awful picks that we made at the deutsch bake alec do you like charlie hoffman who ended up getting dead last yeah, you know, I like Charlie Hoffman coming into the week. Uh, he was inside the top 30 FedEx Cup standings coming in. He had been a previous minus 22 record holder at the <laughs> tournament before. So I really liked him. I thought he was sneaking around kind of kind of his way and might backdoor himself into solid top 30 contention. But he actually fell out of it instead of staying in. And 
came in dead last with the plus nine. I also said something about VJ, and that was more of a little bit of a stretch pick. I would like to see him move into the top 70. Like I said, it's going to be sad to see him go when he's not playing anymore. So he missed the cut as well. He came in at plus three, and he was also a tournament holder, tournament record holder as well when he tied Charlie Hoffman with the minus 20, minus 20, 22, 22, 22. So it was... I wanted to see those guys play the way they did. I wasn't so shocked with BJ as I was with Charlie Hoffman, but it kind of sucks when your pick sucks. So Yeah, well, I just kind of gave you crap about taking Charlie Hoffman. I believe the last thing I said last podcast was don't be too big on Rory as his putting woes uh, have been going on for a while, but he did change a few things, made his stance a little a little wider, moved the ball back, just just basic things, and... He ended up winning the tournament. So I don't know what's worse, your Charlie Hoffman pick getting last or me telling you not to pick Rory and end up winning the tournament. They're really just as bad, just the opposite <laughs> things. But if you want to forget about our last week's picks and look into our this week's picks, we have several good guys going for us. You know, we like, we didn't like Rory last week, or not to say names or anything, but you didn't like Rory last week. Yeah, but we like him this week. You know, he had won here. Did he win here? Yeah, yeah, he won here at Crooked Stick in 2012, back at the BMW when it was here. After yeah, last time, last time. sorry to interrupt you, last time there was a tournament at Crooked Stick was when he won in 2012, Alec. Keep on going. He followed that victory up in 2012 at Crooked Stick the week before. I guess he didn't follow it. It was the week before at TPC Boston. So with the victory at TPC Boston last week, he could get the victory at Crooked Stick again this week, similar to what he did in 2012. Right, and you mentioned Phil. Hasn't done a whole lot this year. Is just always kind of steadily there. Uh, he is 15th in the FedEx Cup points right now. As I mentioned earlier, the most interesting stat I like about him is that he's the only U.S. Ryder Cup member without a win. What else do you like about him this week, Alec? Yeah, well, he also came in second. We've seen him with... It seems like billions of runner-up finishes throughout his career, and he came in second back when the BMW was here in 2012 at Crooked Sticks. So he obviously has something going, some rapport with the course. You and know the thing. I, the thing I kind of don't like about Phil though is that the course is 7,500 yards, so he is probably gonna be struggling a bit keeping up with the longer guys. But still, you you never know about Phil. Yeah, and back in 2012, you have to figure he might have hit the ball a little farther than he does now. So that could be something that maybe isn't working so much in his favor. But, you know, it's Phil, and he's still up there. And like you said, he's the only player without a Ryder Cup, the only player on the Ryder Cup team without a victory. So he has some rapport with the course, as I stated earlier. I think it could be a decent week for him if he can keep the ball in the fairway. One guy who hasn't really been talked about much, who I think could really sneak up, uh, he, well, I guess he is in the top five, could sneak up and win the uh, FedEx Cup playoffs is Adam Scott. He leads the playoffs right now in greens and regulation and strokes gained tee to green. Uh, he got a tee six here in 2012 at at Crooked Stick. And as I mentioned, it, he is playing, he's hitting the ball very well right now, as you can see, leading the pl playoffs in greens and regulation. And he's a player that I think could really sneak up. Um, Bubba Watson was a guy who you liked this week as well. 27th in the FedEx Cup. He, he really needs to get inside that top 30. Yeah, and not only is he 27th in the FedEx Cup trying to stay inside the top 30, but he's borderline trying to play himself on the Ryder Cup team too. And with that missed cut last week, I think he really just has a lot to play for this week, trying to play himself onto the Ryder Cup, trying to play himself onto 
the trying to keep himself in the FedEx standings, excuse me, obviously earned that captain's exemption. And he was 12th here back in 2012. And with the longer hitters, as we stated, the 7,500-yard course, I think if he can drive the ball well this week, I think that's going to give him an advantage. And I think with so much at stake for him, I think he he's just going to have a lot of extra motivation this week. Okay, and a stretch pick, just like my stretch pick to make the Ryder Cup team, Justin Thomas. If anybody outside the top 15 Ryder Cup points is going to play good, outside the top 15 uh, FedEx Cup points is going to play good, I think it might be Justin Thomas. It's time for him to step it up. Another player I saw around there was Jason Duffner. Um, I don't think he really has a chance going into this week. I don't even know if he's in the top 70, to be honest. But that was just another name that I saw around uh, the top 15 Ryder Cup standings, along with Jim Furyk. So if there is a player to make the Ryder Cup team coming into this week, other than your Ricky Fowler, your J.B. Holmes, your Bubba Watson, I'm going to go Justin Thomas. We'll see how he does, though. Thanks again for listening, and make sure to check out my article on the website regarding the European team. Obviously, we cover the U.S. team pretty heavily today, so make sure to go check out some something about the European team on the website. And check it out, guys. Thank you. Help me keep my head down, save me from those double bogey blues. First I pull out my driver, I check my stance. And-